In this two-part podcast, John Richter sat down with Brent Terhar in August of 2018. Brent described the fateful meeting that changed his career and pioneered a whole new life science industry practice. He traces his journey to that point and how he looked out with excitement and no small degree of discomfort at where this opportunity was heading. This caused John to ponder, what would it be like to revisit the conversation in nine months? Industry Forward starts now. Hello, CLA family. Welcome to Industry Forward, a podcast designed to tell the stories behind the CLA promise. When the promise comes alive, we create opportunities. We do that by getting to know you and help you. There's no better way than through industry specialization. It, in essence, lives several of our core beliefs. At the center, we love entrepreneurs. It creates an opportunity for us to specialize. And of course, we love to help, not sell our clients. That's industry specialization. A belief that if we specialize, we'll be able to get to know our clients better, help them more, and as a result, we grow faster. But why specialize? How do you get started? To help us answer those questions, we've invited Brent Terhart to the microphone. Brent is embarking on a new journey, helping us start a life sciences industry for CLA. But Brent's had a very, very interesting journey. So Brent, mind sharing a little bit about your personal journey? Absolutely. Thanks, John. So today I'm going on just uh, just over 21 years with the firm, and it's been uh, it's been a great journey uh, for all of those years. Uh, a lot of different paths that I've been able to to go down, which uh, is part of what I love about about this firm and and uh, my opportunities within it. So I started in our Minneapolis office, uh, started right out of school, um, and at the time it was our commercial service group is what we called it, which you know ironically is is a picture of what our private sector group is, um, for-profit uh, organizations that we serve uh, from assurance tax uh, advisory standpoint. Uh, after a few years, uh, I got interested in the manufacturing and distribution group, not only from an opportunity, but from the types of clients that we served, and got very embedded in that industry over the next eight to 10 years, uh, and and still serve uh, the manufacturing industry deeply today. Uh, But after that, about 10 years into my career, I was asked to to make a move. Uh, We had a new office going in down in in Texas. We had acquired a practice down in Dallas, and I was asked to move down to to Dallas uh, to help grow that marketplace and spent seven years in that market uh, doing, again, a, a combination of a lot of things, a lot of different hats in a small office, um, you know, going from Minneapolis, which was uh, our largest office in the firm, to Dallas, which at the time was our smallest <laughs> office in the firm, uh, was, a, was a, a little bit of a culture shock. Um, and it, it required me to wear a lot of different hats, which, you know, looking back, what a tremendous opportunity and, and experience to, to do that, to see both sides of our firm and, and our offices. Uh, I got the opportunity to, to lead that office for a number of years as well, uh, and then decided to make the move back to Minneapolis. Um, and, and the role here was different than in Dallas. It was getting back into focusing on this marketplace 
and um, and with some of the transitions that were going on in Minneapolis, being asked to to be a part of those transitions and and to help grow this grow this marketplace. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am today. That's terrific. About a year ago, you and I had a conversation because as you got involved in the Minneapolis marketplace and looking at our Minneapolis clients, you started seeing an opportunity. Do you, can you explain that? Absolutely. So one of the things as, as our M&D group was looking for, uh, certainly at the growth network level, is how do we expand sub-industries? How do we build out these sub-industry niches underneath manufacturing and distribution in certain geographies in our growth networks? Well, in Minneapolis, one of those um, sub-niches that we saw was medical device. You know, the, the Minneapolis market, the Minnesota market, is known to be kind of that Silicon Valley for med device. And quite honestly, it was an area that, that we just, by size and location, we were dealing and, and working with uh, those med device companies, but never really put a focus on expanding that. So uh, along with our M&D leadership, we said, well, maybe this is an opportunity to build a sub-industry niche around, uh, around the med device area. Mm. Um, so that's, that's really mm. where, it, where it started, at least our conversation about how do we build sub-industry within uh, the med device here in, in Minneapolis. You know, about the same time, I was having conversations with Jeff Fries of our healthcare group, with Jeff Selner of our technology team, of Mike Slavic from the Boston office, and in different ways, everyone was asking about the same question, but coming at it from different angles. It was life sciences. This element of our business that was focused on health-related products, many of them sold directly to the consumer. They weren't healthcare. They weren't necessarily manufacturing or solely manufacturing. They weren't necessarily solely technology. It was a mixture of all of those elements, which brought us up to a place where we said, let's pull together a life sciences summit. And you were one of the the, um, thought leaders behind that saying, yeah, let's do that. But none of us knew exactly what was going to go on. So we had this summit a short time ago. Can you describe what you felt going up into that summit and maybe how you felt differently as you exited that summit? Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting uh, um, meeting because when, when I first went into that uh, meeting, again, I didn't quite know what to expect. What I knew was manufacturing and distribution really well, and I knew the med, medical side, med device side of that market. What I didn't know was some of the technology piece, like you said, that Jeff was focused on, and some of the, the healthcare you know, uh, issues that, were, that, that are connected to the life science world and, and what our service providers were, were dealing with. Matter of fact, I remember you looking at me and saying, I just don't think this is manufacturing. Right. I don't think this is life sciences. Yeah. Do you remember? That's exactly right. And, and, and specifically healthcare. Like, I'm missing the, the, the connection between the med device and our healthcare is, at least as I think of it today on the, on the service side. Obviously, I know that. So what did you device, learn in the summit? You, you know, what was, what was great about that summit is um, all these pieces interact so well together. Uh, and and the, the med device and the future of healthcare. Um, m- many parts of that are related to health science. 
right? All of these uh, disruptionary technologies are changing the way that the doctors and the and the service providers are are serving the uh, the healthcare world. And it and it occurred to me at that point, and and I kind of saw the the dots were connected, the puzzle pieces were kind of mm -hmm. put together coming out of that summit, that all of this is connected. And what, a, what an opportunity we have as a firm to bring the expertise of, of those different industry groups together to ultimately not only create, but expand on uh, this life science mm. idea. So we emerged with three sub-industries that we said were connect, they're different and distinct, like many of our sub-industries, but they were connected. Can you share just a little bit about the learnings we had in that summit? Absolutely. So when we looked at, at life science, um, we needed to help define what it is. And, and that was part of uh, what I learned out of it is that that definition is broad and can be really broad. What we wanted to do coming out of that summit and what we did do was narrow it down and say for us as a firm, the sub-industries that, that we feel we have the best connection to, the, the expertise uh, as well as where we see the market opportunities around three sub-industries uh, within life science. That's pharmaceutical, it's medical device, and it is biotech, medtech. Uh, and, and we said, you know, we've got current clients in that marketplace or in those sub-industries now, and we think that we can expand on those uh, to, to drive the growth within this life science mm. world. That's terrific. So Brent, uh, you've been asked to take a leadership role again in helping to drive the life sciences field. That came as a result of the learning from that summit, experiences that you've had. But you're walking into some unknown territory. How, um, how are you feeling today about that journey? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's exciting. Uh, it's daunting, right? Um, it, you know, I've always, been a part of industry, right? And, and that's been a, a big part of my career has been focusing on industry. But my focus was on a very established industry group, the manufacturing and distribution group. Uh, so things were in place, we had a big team. Um, shifting now to starting to uh, develop an emerging industry is kind of that other side of the spectrum. Uh, a little bit like when I moved down to Dallas, where I came from a big office and, and then went down to a, to a small office, it's wearing a lot of different hats um, and, and making sure that, that nothing is missed uh, as, as part of kind of building the, the ground work, right? Those building blocks of this industry, making sure that that, that, uh, that base is, is solid that we can expand on. So that's, for me, that's the part that, that um, when I say it's daunting, it's making sure that none of those building blocks are missing um, so that we can, we can build this in a way that's sustainable and that it's going to be you know, impactful for not only our firm and the people within the group, but also our clients. So I have the privilege of looking into your eyes and I'm seeing excitement and uncomfortableness. Sure. Is that fair? Very fair, very fair. Yeah. So CLA, when we come back, we're gonna hear how this progresses. We're gonna hear from Brent about how that feeling of excitement 
and uncomfortableness played out. Nine months later, Brent and John met again to discover growth in life sciences is up more than 20%. Learn how this once-fledgling practice is moving from experienced to truly specialized in part two of this episode of Industry Forward. So Brent, welcome back to the microphone. Thanks, John. It's been nine months. I can't believe it. Nine months since we last spoke, since the first part of this show was recorded. So what happened over that nine months? Well, just a little bit. Uh, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, certainly, uh, in, in preparing for what the future of the life science segment and, and industry group are going to be. So a lot of uh, planning, a lot of coordination, uh, working to, to start building the team, uh, and serving clients. Hmm, serving clients. I understand there's been a fair amount of that activity going on. What's happening? There is. There is. We're pretty excited about the growth that we've seen so far, uh, up north of 20% in, in revenue uh, with our life science clients. Just by hanging our shingle? You know, a combination of both, right? So we already had a strong uh, group of life science clients to begin with, north of about $10 million of revenue. And, uh, but we also received, you know, the, the benefit of hanging the shingle, as you say it, and uh, getting some coordination from others across the firm. Once they knew that we were focused on life science as opportunities came up, uh, we were getting them to the right people that, that could speak the language and, and get in front of those clients. So that certainly has helped. So my observation was that um, those it's a complex enough industry, maybe a little scary for most people, that they're quick to refer, and they being other members of our CLA family. Is that a true statement? Yeah. I think ju- just like any of our other industry groups, you know, I think trying to get the right people at the table that can speak the language is is part of the uh, the opportunity. And and I think that's what uh, transpired over the last nine months is when, when we heard that people uh, had some credentials around life science, it was easy to get uh, those individuals involved, mm-hmm. as well as just to support the, the engagement teams with whether it's marketing information or uh, specific talking points that could help, again, credentialize us with the, uh, with the client opportunity. I suspect we were more successful too since we had a team that said I'm a life science specialist yeah I like to think so you know we've we certainly had opportunities that that were successful some that weren't successful as, as we pursued them just like any any other client opportunity but uh, but I, I, I don't think that it hurt us to have that that background so how did science. it feel when you got that first call now my, what I mean by that is, you weren't yet a specialist. You'd hung the shingle. Right. How'd you feel? You, you know, uh, quite honestly, a little uncomfortable, right? <laughs> trying to, trying I imagine to portray so. the expertise without necessarily having uh, all of that experience. Now, again, you can build off of, uh, I've served life science companies in the past, so so that was easy enough to uh, to to navigate through. But I think the, the biggest I'll say fear that I had was if that question came up, well, you know, how does this make you a specialist or what, what's your experience that makes you a specialist? That's the one that, that I think made me the most uncomfortable at the time to say, well, I've got to figure out what I want to say to, to help credentialize myself in that arena. So nine months later, how do you feel? Much better, right? I think just being a part of focusing on life science 
has helped just to, for me at least, to learn more about the industry, mm. uh, to tap into the knowledge of people across the firm that have more experience uh, in the life science industries, learning from them, and then just getting involved in, in whether it's marketing activities, networking activities, or just reading more, just getting educated about it makes me you know, more comfortable in, in that arena. So would it be fair to say that the focus at thus far has really been on building the team and concentrating clients? Yeah, no question. You know, the first part of, of getting um, active in, in organizing is, is just that. It's, it's some administrative work within STAR, trying to navigate to, to understand what we had to start with in terms of... And who was serving them. And who was serving them, and, and could geography. You get, and could you get involved? Right, absolutely. Uh, so that was, that was step one. Step two was identifying some people that had some experience and, and that had an interest in being a part of it, building that team, and, and quite honestly, you know, starting with that small leadership team, saying, how do we want to grow this together? Uh, both as a as an industry or a, a segment of the of the industry of the manufacturing and distribution industry group, but also you know with the view of what are we going to do so that at some point we can become a, a standalone industry group. Yeah, excellent. And I imagine that positions you that much better then to be able to go to market. Yeah, Would, no question. Yeah, no which question. is yet to come. Right. To a large degree. Yeah, you know I think we're we're still in that. I'll say infancy stage of the life cycle, right? We're just kind of getting our feet under us. And, and I'd say, uh, you know, today we're, we're kind of at that toddler stage. You know, we're uh. just getting our feet underneath us and, uh, and we're, we're making some, some strides, but, but also, you know, falling down uh, every once in a while and, and not feeling like we can, uh, that we've gone far enough. Uh, but yet when I look back nine months ago, you know, I'm pretty proud of the, of the progress that we've made. Uh, terrific. So r since we spoke last time, we've linked the life sciences team with M&D, classifying it as a segment of M&D, a focused, targeted segment. Why did, why did we do that, and what do you think will be the result? Yeah, I think for primarily it's, it's because of resources, right? Uh, anytime we're starting off with a small group, uh, we need help of kind of the, the larger CLA family to, to do that. And, and it was a natural connection within M&D. I've always been a part of our M&D group for the last mm -hmm. 20 plus years. So um, we had a close uh, working relationship with Samantha Metcalf, the, the industry leader. So it was easy to, to kind of lean on M&D as, as that big brother, if you will, to, to help us resource and, and make sure that we've got the people when we need them to help serve it. And quite honestly, you know, for many of the life science companies that we serve, they look a lot like our manufacturing companies. Mm -hmm. So it, it's an easy transition, even if we have individuals that may not have a lot of life science experience, which was myself, you know, not many years ago. Um, it, it's an easy transition to, to have them be involved in these engagements. A lot of the same mm -hmm. issues, opportunities, and, and advice that we can give them uh, for life science is very similar to what it is for manufacturing and distribution. Uh, so what have you learned personally? What have I learned? Wow. Um, it is, it, it, this has been a, a tremendous opportunity to be entrepreneurial, right? And, and I mean, our firm is, is built off of that. Our clients are, are that, you know, 
having the benefit of taking something, I'll say from scratch, really, really starting kind of this, this standalone segment and, and hopefully at some point a standalone industry group uh, from the, that infancy stage and you know, having the opportunity to, to help craft it to what it can be in the future. That, that's exciting. Uh, it's also a lot of work, you know, trying to, to make sure that what we do today, quite honestly, that we don't screw it up so that, uh, you know, a year from now, we don't look back and say, boy, I wish I would have done that differently or, or, or built it a different way, really kind of building that base so that we can continue to, to grow with it in the right way. Hmm. You know, Brent, I've had the privilege of walking this journey alongside you once a month. We have formal calls and other times we touch base in between. And here's what I've observed, the growing confidence around the industry. When we first, when we first started talking, uh, it was the tentative. It was, I'm not sure. It was, I'm not sure we're qualified. That's natural. Right. Today... Our most recent call was actually earlier this week. Mm -hmm. I encountered a very confident, very um, knowledgeable uh, individual who understands the clients and understands the, the, the perspective of those clients and frankly understands the market and knows what we need to do. That's a tribute to you, but I think it's also a tribute to the firm in that in the desire to create opportunities, CLA gives time and gives a framing, gives a, gives a, an opportunity to learn. Didn't happen overnight. Right. It happened over time and it happened with experience that your career, your opportunity and those around you, there's a whole team I no know question. that you've been assembling. Yep, no question. Every one of you has grown because of the focus. Right. Am I seeing that right? I think so. Right. I mean, it's, you know, looking introspectively it's it's hard to see that sometimes but i certainly am more confident that we can help resource opportunities that come to the table i think we can speak to the uh, the issues that these life science companies are dealing with whether they are startup pre-revenue companies to mature companies again it's it's building off of the framework that our firm has built all you know for for 60 plus years and i think we benefit from that uh, and certainly you know like i said earlier it feels very entrepreneurial but also very safe because i know that we've got the the, the strength of the rest of the firm whether it's by office or by industry group or service group helping to support it and wanting to build it you know i i can't tell you the number of calls and messages I've received from others across the, the firm, whether it's a new opportunity or, you know, I, I went once uh, another principal found out that we have this industry group, he reached out to me unsolicited and just said, hey, I, I know a number of people in, in the associations. It actually, it was a nonprofit uh, principal that said, I, I serve these associations that are in the life science group I'd be happy to make introductions. I mean, it's that type of assistance and uh, support that makes it easier in an otherwise, you know, challenging um, time to, to try to build something from scratch. That's terrific. So I have one final question for you. What advice do you have for those who are listening to this? 
I think finding something that you're passionate about and, and something that can get excited about, I think more than anything, is I look at uh, you know where I've built my career over the last 20 plus years, it's, it's been around that. When, when you see an opportunity that, that, that has the potential and it's something that interests you, go all in. I mean, the, the firm is there to support you and, and help you build it. And I think that, to me, is, um, is probably the, the best advice I can give, hmm. give somebody. Great advice. Fantastic advice. Well, there you have it, CLA. Life sciences is a real opportunity. I know that if you're listening to this and Brent has piqued your interest in any way, shape, or form, I know he'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. CLA is a place that inspires careers, creates opportunities by inspiring those careers, creates opportunities for our clients by bringing something unique and different, using industry specialization to drive a seamless client experience. Industry specialization, everyone, is not about joining a group. It's not about a designation behind your name. It's not about satisfying some request that comes from a leader in the firm. It's about building careers. It's about creating opportunities for our clients, our people, our communities. Thank you, CLA family, for listening to this edition of Industry Forward.